Naturally, for safety reasons, they had the bystanders, workers, news crew move to a safe distance away from the blast zone. And they picked a quarter mile as being safe. And as luck would have it, about a quarter mile, maybe even slightly further, there were sand dunes. So they could kind of get up there and look down on what everything's happening and get a great view of all this. So meanwhile, it was 1970 and they all drove there with in cars without seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that was the <laughs> safest well, thing that, that happened right? that day, by the way. Yes. This is Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy, the podcast that takes a closer look at unique characters and people a little closer to home. Well, pitter patter, let's get at her. Backstories. Well, we're bones. Histories. Wasn't me. And details. I love gold. You never knew. So this is Planet Houston. Wanted to know. No, I don't. Or ever need to know. You took four minutes of my life and I want them back. Now here are this episode's panelists of Outside the Galaxy. Hello, welcome to Star Wars and Character Presents Outside the Galaxy. Nah. Chris, I'm never gonna hear this. I'm never gonna hear this. You wanna record another episode, Chris? <laughs> nah. Every so- every time Brian Adams comes down on stage and say, you know, I'm gonna go. Nah. It's gonna be a great concert. You're gonna have a hype man come out and go, Are you ready? And Chris will be like, Nah. Do I have to say the words? Nah. nah. <laughs> This makes no sense to anyone but our Patreon supporters. So there you Have go. Have you ever really <laughs> loved a woman? Yeah. <sighs> Dave did Dave did everything he did. He did for me. And I went, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you shouldn't have literally. Oh my, I'm getting a shirt made up with N A H. Nah. Nah. <laughs> Who am I interviewing? I, I hope, um, uh, Pierre Robert's there. Mm-hmm. Are you excited <laughs> to be here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we go see Brian Adams and Joan Jett? Nah. Right. We can reveal what that is- now because it's not near as funny as the first time we heard this, if you want to. If you want to explain what's happening right now with this conversation. Go ahead, yeah. Chris. Sign up for, for Patreon, you and you'll hear everything. You'll hear our well, you'll literally hear our instant reaction, which is like I lost my fucking breath. I was laughing. So Matt, hard. you were dying. Yeah, I, I, I took out. I never, I never. Matt laughs a lot, so I did not hear Matt <laughs> laugh this long. I'm and laughing this, again. <laughs> yeah, like laughing like nonstop <sighs> about it. But then, you know what's weird is that this episode is probably going to come out after the nah moment, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> like the, yeah, the actual event. So. There you go. So if you recall last episode, Dave uh, Dave brought up Brian Adams and Joan Jett touring, and he asked the specific question, Would you, and, and Chris said he saw Brian Adams in concert, and Dave asked specifically, would you like to see him again? And Chris said, nah, nah. And there was a reason Dave was asking that. Do you want to explain that real quick, Dave? I was inviting Chris to go with me to see Brian Adams and Joan Jett for his 50th birthday. (laughs) And I had a whole very theatrical moment plan where I thought he was going to get really excited and do one of his Chris squeals, (laughs) which listeners really seem to like. And uh, it just, it didn't work out. It didn't happen. What did you do? Were you on the edge of your seat 
telling the story that when I said nah, did you just lean back in your seat like this feel like this is this how you wow. felt at that convention you went in that room and thought it was Star Wars trivia, but it was actually a promotion for Tote Man? <laughs> I sat back in my chair like Chancellor Valorum. <laughs> and closed your eyes and sighed. Chris had a vote of no confidence <laughs> in Brian Adams. <laughs> I am excited. That was a hell of a concert that that, that we, we were at. It was fantastic. I know. Can you believe we got backstage? I can't believe that. I can't believe that I touched I Brian Adams' penis. It. Oh, my God. Well, this time, Matt's, Matt, please don't tell me you you got me some kind of ticket. No, I, I, I got you nothing, and you'll like it. <laughs> okay, thank you. But you're driving the bus this I time am. in the galaxy. I am. And... We're going to try to guess. Okay. Is there a hint? So you, oh, wait. I got, oh, I'm sorry. I got this is, I mean, we we say this to each other every episode, and it's it's true. But there's, we're hardly ever going to guess cold. That's just never going to happen. Even with hints, it's a little difficult. I'm going to give you hints, and you are still never going to guess what I'm going to talk about. Oh You're just, it's impossible. But I'll mm. still give you, I'll give you some hints, and this will all come back around to um, part of the story. So okay, I got three hints written out. First is, this is an event. This is the first time we're talking about something that happened rather than a person or, or a character Ooh. or whatnot. It's an event. So it's something that happened before we were all born, even me. It, uh, before we were born. Yep. Decades later, it was up for debate everywhere whether this actually happened or not. Walking and, on the moon. No. <laughs> well, that's a, good, that's a good guess, actually. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh no, did I have I changed the third hint and now I can't find it. Oh no, hold on one second. I'm gonna look at my was, phone here. Because coming from you, it was like the moon and I was like, that's a big map. That's actually that, that is a good guess, but that's not it. Um hold on one second. As soon second. as you said it was a vent while you're looking, <laughs> this is where I this is what I think of when I think of Matt. Um and then you said it was before our lifetime. I thought your event was gonna be when everybody makes E.T. say Tony. <laughs> I wish. I wish I, I, I had done that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember. I changed the third the third hint because that doesn't even make sense if you don't know what I'm talking about. But I, I can tell you. Um, oh, I remember now. Um, in 2006, footage of this event was the f- officially the fifth most viewed video on YouTube. In history, oh in his, well, up to 2006. Now, Gangnam Style and all this weird shit came out, but this was <laughs> footage from a news report. I'll even tell you that a news report was the fifth most watched video on YouTube in two, by 2006. Uh, Bigfoot sighting. No, oh. that's a good one. I was thinking Loch Ness, but yeah, no, that's 50 years ago. Like, what happened 50 years ago? Let me know when you just want to get into the show here. No, are right, you okay. ready? Yeah, I am talking about. The Oregon exploding whale. What is that? <laughs> We're what, about exactly? to find out. <laughs> oh my god! This whole exploding whale. Exploding whale. This whole story starts on November 9th, nineteen seventy. So before we were born, before I was even conceived. So I wasn't even a th- like like whatever your argument is on when life begins. I still wasn't even existing. So officially started before all of us ever existed and. Like I said, November 9th, 1970, the carcass of a 40-foot-long sperm whale washed ashore on Florence, Oregon. It was 
so big that they don't even really know how much it weighed. They had to estimate it because lifting it was not only impractical, it was impossible because this thing, it didn't beach itself and die. It came ashore dead. So it, and it's, it was in like full decay mode. So I don't even know that they could have lifted it without tearing it in half by accident. So they estimated that it's about 16,000 pounds or in shorter terms, it was uh, guesstimated to be eight tons. So a huge fucking whale. Jesus now, Christ. Now the key element to this story and what makes it worth telling is that it was where it washed ashore. It washed up onto a beach, a public beach. And that's the key because in 1970, the responsibility of maintaining the beaches in Oregon fell on the Oregon Department of Transportation, specifically the highway division. So it was up to the highway division, the people that build and maintain roads to dispose of this. Yeah, this whale. Not marine biologists, not any kind of sea mammal specialist, but road workers. Because w- was there a reason why they were chosen? Yes, because it's probably one of the dumbest laws I've read until we get to our trivia. Is that if you could in, in 1970 in Oregon, if you could drive across it, it was the responsibility of the highway patrol. Beach, ice, <laughs> marsh, lava, if you if a car can cross it, it's the highway patrol's or a highway division's problem. That was the definition if I could drive across it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so their first course of action was to send a guy out there with a sign that said stop on one side and slow on the other. Not I'm making that part up. <laughs> can I drive across it? Can I <laughs> Can I fuck it? <laughs> uh, it's such a dumb law, and even for more reasons as we go. So, needless to say, the highway, the the workers of the highway division didn't expect an eight-ton whale carcass to wash ashore and, and be part of their responsibilities all of a sudden. But it was, and the responsibilities fell onto the assistant district highway engineer George Thornton. He was placed in charge of this project. There's a very important reason why the assistant engineer was put in place of this. That's because his boss, the head district highway engineer, had gone hunting. For whale? <laughs> Maybe, right? Yeah. That would be great. He'd be out there with like a with the harpoons and yeah. shit. <laughs> We're sailors on the moon. We carry a harpoon. Okay, I had a Futurama moment there for a second. Uh, so the highway division, they were able to consult the U.S. Navy to some extent and some munitions experts. So after a little bit of meeting on this issue, this assistant district highway engineer, I should say the assistant to the district highway engineer, make it go back to the office. But Joe Thornton <laughs> decided to draw on their experience on building and maintaining highway and major roadways and treat this to the most comparable thing they have experience to, which are big fucking rocks. So how did they remove? Yeah, how did they remove big fucking rocks with dynamite? Lots of dynamite. It blowed up real good. Yep. So now <laughs> it took three days to reach this decision, and the whale had been fully decomposing at this point. So they had. It must to have fucking get, It was the reports of this stench. Like people reported, they were able to catch a whiff of it a mile away if the wind was right. That's oh so wow. That Jesus is so bad. So they decided they got to get moving. We're going to get the dynamite together. You know, how are we going to plan this out? Somewhere along the lines, they decided that each 
half ton of whale carcass needs a case of dynamite. Just this ridiculously arbitrary number. So they rounded up. That would be 16 cases. For safety's sake, they round that up to 20 cases of dynamite. I mean cases, not sticks. Cases of dynamite. Mm, like with, with like 20, maybe 20 sticks in each case. Let's say, let's say it's like, like a case of beer, 24 each. Mm-hmm. God, right? Okay, I think this is called the Wiley Coyote Maneuver at this point. <laughs> so and now they were planning to set this up as a controlled explosion which is an oxymoron and the only thing proof you need to see that explosions are rarely controlled is go to youtube and type building implosion fails and you'll see how many times implosions don't go right as opposed to go right it, it, controlling an explosion is like next to impossible. They don't. There are there are lots that don't go right. I've never seen one right. that doesn't go right. Yeah. So their plan for their controlled expo- explosion was to put these twenty cases of dynamite at about roughly a thirty degree angle between the sand and the whale, so that they could, when it blew up, it would push it out to sea. Just the gut, the <laughs> yeah, guts, and just, everything would go well, out to it sea. It was gonna. It was gonna. They knew it was gonna blow up. They they figured twenty cases of dynamite was gonna make it disintegrate, and any pieces that were bigger than what you would consider disintegrated would be pushed out to sea. And all those little pieces that actually landed here and there, the, the seagulls and the crabs would take care of it. You know, nature would take its course. This this plan right. can't possibly fail. Not to mention they're polluting the water with the salt, <laughs> yeah. the sulfur, and whatever's in yeah. the dynamite. The gunpowder and, yeah, you know, all yeah. that. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. It's fine. So now we're up to the fourth day of the carcass being on shore and the highway division employees and engineers and everybody, they dig the trench along the side of the carcass so that, the car- so that it's pointed towards the ocean and they hope to, to guide the explosion out that way. And it's at this point of the story that I'm going to point out that while this was only put together in a few days and organized without the aid of social media and the lightning fast communications we have on our cell phones now between SMS, text messages, group chats and whatnot, the local community still managed to somehow get word to the news. So I do have audio of the news report of this event, and it is just going to make the story about a thousand times better. (laughs) So I'm going to start off. With kind of the opening of the, it was called. It was it was one of those evening pieces. Like Don Pollock would have done this probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's taking a shit. Yeah, they called it a whale of a tale, and it was reported by Paul Lindman and cameraman Doug Brazil for KETU Channel Two in Florence and TV. As I, I might, I don't know if I said that or not. And they documented the entire day. So here's a clip of that report to kind of catch us up to what I already told you, but from their perspective. In selecting its battle plan, the highway division decided the carcass couldn't be buried because it might soon be uncovered. It couldn't be cut up and then buried because nobody wanted to cut it up, and it couldn't be burned. So dynamite it was, some 20 cases or a half ton of it. The hope was that the long-dead Pacific gray whale would be almost disintegrated by the blast and that any small pieces still around after the explosion would be taken care of by seagulls and other scavengers. Indeed, the seagulls had been standing nearby all day. As everything was being made ready, we asked George Thornton, the highway engineer in charge of the project, for his final observation. Well, I'm confident that it'll work. The only thing is we're not sure just exactly how much uh, explosives it'll take to disintegrate this thing so the scavengers, seagulls and crabs and whatnot can clean it up. 
Is there any chance it might be more than a one-day job? Uh, if there's any large chunks left, and uh, we may have to do some other cleanup, possibly set another charge. Okay, you heard all that, right? Yeah. yeah. Good, okay. All right, so <laughs> George, pretty, pretty damn confident in himself. So 20 cases of dynamite set up, mostly under the whale, bit of an angle to, quote, blow it out the sea, unquote. And like I said, uh, or maybe I didn't say, oh, I did say, well, as you could probably imagine, I don't think I said this, you can imagine a crowd started to form. Oh, absolutely. Because, they, yeah, I mean, the thing's been there for four days. People are smelling it. They want to see it go, and they're also going to blow up a whale. Who doesn't want to see them blow up a whale? <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> There's been reports of that amount of people being anywhere between 75 and 100 people, depending on your source. One of the spectators was named Walter Eumenhofer, and that's a name I want you to remember because we're going to talk about him later on this. He was a local businessman, he was a veteran, and he was also an experienced munitions handler while he was in the military. He kind of, he heard about all this, he was, like I said, local businessman, he knew about it, but he kind of wanted, he's looking at what they're doing and kind of asked, you know, what's what's going on? They explained the, the, the entire plan to him. He suggested that this uh, he, this might not work the way they wanted to. So he pointed out that with no counterweight on the other side of the explosion, the blast is pretty much just going to take the path of least resistance and not only not disintegrate the carcass, but by the law of physics, it's, it's definitely not going to blow it out to sea. So he suggested instead of 20 cases of dynamite, maybe narrow it down to like 20 sticks of dynamite, on top of the whale, pack it with wet sand, so then you have resistance from the bottom of it and the top of it, and you're kind of compressing the explosion. Highway Division right. listened, and they nod and said, nah, we're good. We're going to do what we plan to do. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and then he asked him, do you want to go to a Brian Adams concert? And they're like, nah, nah. Was, can I ask a question? You can ask any what? question you want. Was was the head traffic guy still hunting during all <laughs> this? Presumably so, because he never shows up in this story. That'd be great if that guy stumbles onto the beach with like a, a I don't know a, a a deer or something like under his arm and sees all this shit <laughs> going on, and he goes, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> oh, all right. So now we're finally at showtime. It's three forty-five p.m. November twelfth, nineteen seventy. Naturally, for safety reasons, they had the bystanders, workers, news crew move to a safe distance away from the blast zone, and they picked a quarter mile as being safe. And as luck would have it, about a quarter mile, maybe even slightly further, there were sand dunes, so they could kind of get up there and look down on what everything's happening and get a great view of all this. So, meanwhile, it was 1970, and they all drove there with in cars without seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that was the <laughs> well, safest thing that, that happened right. that day, by the way. Yes, yeah. and I want you to remember the sand dunes because that's that's coming up very important in the story as well. So now we're seconds away from the blast, and uh, what was his name? John Lindman, I think. Channel Two is here to help set the stage again. So Hal Lindman. <laughs> was it Hal or John? Paul. Paul Lindman. Ha Paul oh, I was thinking of Hal Lind and oh. <laughs> Barney Miller. <laughs> well, here's, here's Paul setting the stage for us of what's about to happen. The dynamite was buried primarily on the leeward side of the big mammal, so as most of the remains would be blown toward the sea. About 75 bystanders, most of them residents who had first found the whale to be an object of curiosity before they tired of its smell, were moved back a quarter of a mile away. 
The sand dunes there were covered with spectators and landlubber newsmen shortly to become landblubber newsmen with a blast blasted blubber beyond all believable bounds. All right. So really without much <laughs> further ado. <Blubber. laughs> the sea was angry order. that day, my friends. <laughs> oh, there goes my closing joke. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so here it is. Without much more further ado, I have a clip of the explosion. It sounds like something like you're just going to play a boom. I'm not playing a boom. You're going to listen to this. This is probably one of the most best unscripted pieces of audio. You're going to hear the boom. You're going to hear a happy crowd to an extent. And then you're going to hear chunks of whale carcass fall everywhere around the camera. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> Our camera stopped rolling immediately after the blast. The humor of the entire situation suddenly gave way to a run for survival as huge chunks of whale blubber fell everywhere. Pieces of meat passed high over our heads while others were falling at our feet. The dunes were rapidly evacuated as spectators escaped both the falling debris and the overwhelming smell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so as you can imagine, the, that it didn't flow out the sea. It went straight the fuck up in the air, like hundreds of feet in the air. And now, then became precipitation. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and now remember, I said, remember the fact that they're on sand dunes, right? Yes. What causes sand dunes? Wind. Wind. Where does the wind come from? <laughs> the ocean. Over the ocean. Where are the wind strengths? Where do they increase? <laughs> the higher <laughs> in altitude. So basically, the highway division led the entire crowd there that was there to witness the event into the path of the landing zone of where everything the ocean breeze pushed the blood, the fluids, and the pieces that were oh airborne God. right to them. This is fantastic. It's so awesome. <laughs> and the best part, the best part of all this is that there was, they weren't just small pieces, man. They were like huge chunks of blubber that went airborne. Baby whales almost the size, you know? One recorded piece measured three feet by five feet and weighed 300 pounds. Oh my God. And How it did landed no one die? in the midst of the crowd. And here's the news report to tell us. What happened to with that piece? A parked car over a quarter of a mile from the blast site was the target of one large chunk. The passenger compartment literally smashed. Fortunately, no human was hit as badly as the car. However, everyone on the scene was covered with small particles of dead whale. <laughs> so, remember our buddy Walter Umenhofer, who warned oh, them of everything of this? That, who forget? That was his fucking car. No. Yes, it was. Oh my god. <laughs> it was his car and um <laughs> uh, where's the, where's my notes here? So 25 years later, the same news channel did a retrospective on this and they interviewed him. And this is this is the clip of the episode right here. So here's Walter talk reliving that moment. And I'm watching this one piece. There's a big piece up there. And it's kind of flubbering and floating around. And it just absolutely stopped. And it came flat down. And kapow. Right on top of Walter Omenhofer's 1969 Oldsmobile. 
It was a neat car. I just got it from Dunham's, and it was a Regency. And, and like I say, the funny thing about their 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 slogan is it was a whale of a deal. Well, I got uh -huh. a hell of a whale of a deal. <laughs> This is like too good to be true. <laughs> yeah, I know, isn't it? But and we're going to talk about that too. We're not entirely done here yet. So now, um, the whale Cla cloudy with a chance of plumber. <laughs> yeah, right. The whale did not disintegrate his plan. It, it, it like it, it. It. I don't even know how it broke apart is the best way to say it. And that whole idea of nature taking over for them. It, I'll let I'll let Paul tell us what happened. As for the success of the effort, well, the seagulls who were supposed to clean things up were nowhere in sight, either scared away by the explosion or kept away by the smell. That didn't really matter. The remaining chunks were of such a size that no respectable seagull would attempt to tackle anyway. As darkness began to set in, the highway crews were back on the beach burying the remains, including a large piece of the carcass which never left the blast site. <laughs> so picture you, you know how a, a whale shaped you got the big the mouth and everything in the front end, and then they kind of taper into the tail yeah. yeah right where it starts to taper that's the piece when he said that that's the piece they showed like really right where it began to taper didn't leave where it was so there was a big front end loader picking it up in that clip as he was saying that that like nothing happened to that part of the whale at all that's fantastic jesus i like how he he, he was very sure to say no respectable <laughs> right, seagulls. <yes. laughs> so, the asshole seagulls were everywhere, not yeah. the respectable one. So after reviewing the aftermath, the best accounts of what happened is that the majority of the blast went straight up and straight down, which we can all picture, because it blew a giant funnel into the sand and blasted through, through the center of the whale. Didn't really disintegrate. It just kind of broke it apart in the middle. Now, I started the show saying that decades later... This is the debate whether it actually happened or not. And Dave, you said this is too good to be true. And that's kind of like the history of this because this is 1970. There's no social media, no YouTube. People didn't have a camera on their phone and they didn't even have a phone in their pocket. So, and, and local news barely left the region. And if there were, the home BCRs were invented in the late 50s. But if they had any in Florence, they were certainly not recording the nightly news. So uh -huh. this, in story, this story was shared for decades literal decades by word of mouth and as is the nature with word of mouth stories it got exaggerated with each telling and this is already a ridiculous story to begin with so it doesn't take much embellishment to really make this sound unbelievable that was until 1990 when dave barry the prolific columnist from the miami herald that everyone loves but no one seems i've actually ever read wrote, <laughs> wrote about this story in an article he called the far side comes to oregon from there, the article had, was summarized online because now we're getting the early years of the internet. So it was summarized online. It was shared. It was discussed. This is kind of an early version of viral media. But yet again, we're in a resharing, whispered down the lane type of situation. So things got a little exaggerated and unbelievable. So to put the story to rest, November of 1995, Channel 2 did a retrospective of the story explaining, yes, this absolutely is true. Here's the original story. And they repeated it like each newscast that they had that day on the anniversary. And then they eventually uploaded it to YouTube and it became the fifth most watched video by 2006. Oh, wow. So to finally confirm this story, channel two did a kind of aftermath special and they were inundated with requests for the footage. 
And there's I, the story is about three minutes long. I didn't pull that, but I pulled this one clip because I actually fucking laughed out loud when they were talking to Paul Lindman and Doug Brazil, the original reporters of this, about all these requests they get for the footage. Every few days, they get another request to see the footage. Uh, we have the Jeopardy show is interested. And everybody who contacts me says the same thing. I need to see that video. The Atomic Energy Commission, we work, of course, with explosive devices. We need this for training purposes. What do they really want? They just want to see the whale blown up. (laughs) (laughs) So so to wrap up some loose ends here. First off, Walt Umenhofer, his his, his poor car, he reported it being crushed to the governor's office. He didn't get a hold of the governor, but he got a head of highway patrol. And as he's telling the story, the highway the head of highway patrol said before or highway uh, transportation, I guess is a better way to say it. He's like, stop, stop, stop. Did anyone get hurt? He's like, no. He's like, okay, give me a minute. And he could just hear the guy laughing for like a good 30 seconds and then started talking to him again. But in the end, they gave And then he went hunting. Yeah. No, this is a different guy. This is not the engineer. This (laughs) is the head of the the entire Department of Transportation for Oregon. Um, They did give him a check reimbursing every single penny he paid for that car two days later. So he got all his money back. Well, that's good. This, is, is whale guts covered? I guess it's act of God. I don't know. Or act of, of uh, what was his name? Uh, Grant? What the fuck was that guy's name? <laughs> George? Emma? I don't remember. <laughs> Linman. Uh, no, that's the that's the reporter. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter. Oh, I, we talk about him later. Anyway, um, the story has integrated itself in enough cop culture. And once it was finally confirmed, it was parodized in Reno 911, mo- the Reno 911 movie, uh, Reno 911 Miami. I was thinking. I was it, thinking about yep. that the whole time. Yep. talking about this. It was yeah. in an Australian comedy movie called Swinging Safari, and then the ultimate marker of pop culture importance. It was on The Simpsons. It's Chief Wiggum tried to blow up a whale carcass. <laughs> One of the pieces of, with he, he he hit the dynamite plunger. The thing exploded. A big piece of blubber hit a second one, and another second explosion happened and then chief Wiggum was exasperated so he sat down he sat down on a third one and exploded again of course like the simpsons do and they even had a shot of a car getting crushed by a piece as well as hans molman wow. <laughs> hans molman got crushed yeah. by blubber yeah. and two, uh, no. in 2020 florence opened the new public uh recreation area a small park and they had a public vote on what to name it and it ended up being named exploding whale memorial park Nice. Yep. And then finally, to wrap this all up, so the going back to a name we talked about earlier, we just brought him up here to Assistant Director Highway Engineer George Thornton, the guy that organized this whole thing, he filed his mm-hmm. report, ending it with saying everything went according to plan, dot, 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 more or less. And then six <laughs> months later, he was promoted. <laughs> Jesus. And he got a promotion out of this. Yeah. And that is the story of the Oregon exploding whale. Wow. I never heard of this. Neither did Me I. Either. Neither did I. Until I was on vacation. And I was like, okay, I got to, this is going to be a, <laughs> I'm going to do this. How did that come up on vacation? All right. So I knew you were going to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, um, I watch a lot of different YouTube videos. I watch a lot of list videos. And because of that, I get suggested a lot of, list videos in in my watching and i was kind of catching i was up early uh, uh christy and, and Ulrika were they went out uh shopping to get breakfast and quint wasn't up yet so i'm just kind of sitting there catching up on my phone and i got this one suggestion it said like the 10 10 most unbelievable news something other than and the the picture i don't even remember what it was just caught my eyes like i'll watch this it's like seven minutes 
first one I think was like a car getting swallowed by a um, sinkhole, but you couldn't see the sinkhole from where the guy came out of the store. So his car, he had his car stolen, and there's this whole rigmarole, and then he ended up finding it in a sinkhole that same day. The second story was this, was the car getting smashed by the blubber. And I didn't even watch the other eight because I was like, I got to see what the fuck this story is about. <laughs> you were you were derailed by yep. this story. Yep. Yep. So so I knew we'd go through this pretty quick because this wasn't something we'd all have experience with discussing. So I made a trivia segment if you guys want to play. Oh, is it are. Free Willy 2 related. This took me so fucking long to find a subject. I, I put in famous whales. I put in whale in pop culture because I wanted to do the George Costanza reference. I, I, I could not find anything good. So then I kind of like really thought about the story and the origin. And why did this happen? Since this basically happened from a weird law that the Department of Transportation is responsible for removing their carcass. Here's a trivia quiz about other weird state laws. There's a lot of those. Yes, there is. So, um, so <laughs> I don't even know who to who to ask, ask to go first. Um, ask me if I want to go first. You want to go first? Nah. <laughs> eh. Okay, Chris, you can go first. So here we go. Okay. Simple. Th- th- these questions are all over the place here. Now I did write them in groups of three because I thought we'd have a third tonight, but it's okay. So one of you might get all the multiple choice or none of them, or, or one of them. I don't know. Anyway, doesn't matter. This is just a fun game. So. In Alabama, what tile-based game is it illegal to play on Sundays? Tile-based game? Yep, that's the the big hint. Alabama! I just just had breakfast today with a guy from Alabama. And that's not a joke. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Wow. You should have asked him about this. I I should have. This this didn't come up (laughs) during our, our sausage eating. Um, who, who is this? Who, who, who is this person? Stephen Campus today. Oh, a, a yeah, I saw the post. Yeah, I saw it. That's cool. Yeah, he was Hi, Steven. He was going to New York on vacation, and he wanted to see. He wanted to meet up, and and we did. We had breakfast at a yeah. uh, Kathy's Country Kitchen. Pretty good there, actually. Really good. You didn't go to Caitlin and Cody's. That's close. I was. Is gonna. it finally closed? Yeah. Did it finally kill somebody? Did John Taffer uh, come in and close it? <laughs> Shut it down. You mean you mean the strip club turned diner? Yeah, yeah coyotes turned diner. I heard it's it's coming. It's becoming something. I heard. I forget what what it was. Though. A it's, strip club diner. Going. Well, Stephen, thank you for stopping by Quaker Town, and yeah. I'm and we're also sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He asked. He asked about the Q Mart. He asked if there was an Ollie's around. I said right, right down the street, actually. Why don't you take him to the Q Mart? You could have had, yeah, you could have had breakfast at the Q Mart. Uh, they were. He brought his wife and daughters on. They, those, those accents were just fucking <laughs> awesome. They were just, just awesome. I was like just sitting there hearing their, their accents. See, what's a tile-based game? Like I'm thinking, like chess or checkers. Yeah, right, I know the answer. I want to say chess. Do you want me to go answer. first? That is incorrect, Dave. What Sh- is it? Scrabble. That is incorrect as well. Oh. What? what is dominoes? Oh, right. because it's what, like gambling or something? I have no fuck. I, I have no re- explanation of any of these fucking laws. Are about Thou shalt not domino. All right, <laughs> here we go. Domino, this- motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dave. In Arkansas, what color light bulbs is it illegal to buy and sell? Well, I'm going to say it's religion 
base again, and they'll say like red might might be like evil, like the devil. So I'll say red. Nope. Chris, you got a okay. guess? Um, I don't know. I this is a. I don't even know if there is such a thing as black light bulbs. No, I'm gonna go black. A good guess, but no, blue. Okay, blue. Why? I don't mm, fucking know. Smurf haters. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, Chris. Back to Chris. In California, what type of license is required to legally set a mousetrap? <laughs> this is great. What kind of license? <laughs> yep. A fishing license. No. No, we're on the right track. Dave, what do you think? I'll say a hunting license. It is a hunting license. Legally, so you, you need a hunting license to set a mousetrap in California. Because you are. fucking know? I know. Right? I mean. All of these you could say that with. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> you technically, I never thought about this. You technically are hunting yeah. when you're ridding your house of mice. Yep. yep. The only person's going to know is, is the fucking mouse. <laughs> it's and like they're dead. Mo- it's like most dangerous game <laughs> in your house, but mice. Uh, is it Dave's, Dave's turn, right? Okay. In Florida, and let me tell you, this is hard to pick one. In Florida, <laughs> it's illegal to withhold telling your neighbor what about their house. What? That it's uh, built on an Indian burial ground. No. Chris, you got a guess? Florida, I would say the height of it? Nope. In Florida, it's illegal to withhold telling your neighbor that your house, their house is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's illegal yes. to tell them... The house is on no, fire. That, that's a lie. So, Matt, no, it's illegal to neighbor, not tell them. Like, if if, if oh, my oh, neighbor okay. next to me is house on fire and I see him and I don't say your house is on fire, I'm breaking the law. Okay. All I right. thought you I were thought, saying the other way. Like, yeah. Like, like, the house is on fire and you're just sitting there with your arms crossed, shaking your head. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Oh, all right, Chris Did, again. Chris, but oh. was someone arrested because of that? Do you That's think? the thing. These were all written because someone did something stupid. I mean, it's this is okay. what it comes down to. Or someone got mad at someone for doing something stupid, including this one. So, Chris, multiple choice in Georgia. Yeah. It's illegal to use profanity in front of a priest, mortician, or corpse. Oh, I've heard this one. Well, I I banged all three, so I'm going to say. Third one, corpse. Corpse, you're right. It's illegal to yeah. use profanity in front of a corpse. Why? I don't know. Oh, <sighs> Dave, in Idaho, it's illegal for anyone over 88 to ride a what? 88? In Idaho? In Idaho. Um, well, as a farming community, so I will say tractor. That's a good guess. Mm, a good guess, but that's not correct. Chris, you got a guess? You can't over 88, you said? Yes. A DeLorean. (laughs) Nope. Motorcycle is the answer we're looking for. I can see that. Yeah, that 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 actually sounds like a safety thing more than a law. That should be everywhere. Yeah. All right. Back to Chris. Now we're in Iowa. Iowa. Chris, in Iowa, any man with a what is forbidden to kiss a woman in public? With his, with his, his, with an his erection. Wife. No. Oh, with his wife. That's a good one. Because Not correct, you can't but kiss good answer. Else if you're married. Dave, what do you think a man with a what is forbidden to kiss a woman in public in Iowa? A man with a, what did you say, Chris? A wife. A man with a mustache. You're right. Oh. You're right. <laughs> a man with a mustache cannot kiss a woman in public in Iowa, according to the law. So still with Dave. 
In Kentucky, <laughs> in Kentucky, every resident is required to take at least one of these every year. Take one of these every year. What? What's it? Kentucky. Kentucky. Sister Bride. <laughs> That's not the answer. Um, a, a driver. They have to take their driver's test every year. No, nope, like guess, license, but incorrect. Chris, you got a guess? A horse. Nope. A shower. <laughs> oh my god. That's good. Uh, all right. Is uh, back to Chris. Chris, another okay. multiple choice. So in Louisiana, okay. mourners at a wake are not allowed to wave a flag indoors, eat more than three sandwiches, or wear any shade of green. I just think they're all fucked up. What's, what made me laugh the most was the sandwiches. The sandwiches. That's correct. You cannot eat more than three sandwiches at a wake in Louisiana. <laughs> this is hysterical. <laughs> so specific. I know. Uh, Dave, on to Montana. In Montana, it's a felony for a wife to open her husband's what? This sounds like something from like match game or something. Yeah, blank. Um, open her husband's briefcase. Nope. Chris, you got a guess? Anus. Nope. His mail. Well, that should be illegal for anybody. <laughs> Everywhere, <laughs> yeah. That's that's uh, at least that was like logical. That was a judge who his wife opened a letter from his mistress. That's who wrote that law. Are you being serious? Oh, I'm guessing. No, I have no <laughs> idea. Okay. So Chris, all right, you're going to a neighboring state of New Jersey. In oh, New Jersey, God. it's illegal for a man to knit during what season? <laughs> a man cannot knit during what season? And I don't mean like weather seasons. I mean, event seasons. I was going to say it's dumb to knit in, in summer. Um, what season? Like an event? Oh no, the holiday season. No, Dave, you got a guess? I would just like to say before I answer this, on behalf of all Pennsylvanians, it appears that it is le- illegal for any New Jersey driver to use a goddamn turn signal <laughs> in Florida too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I will say, in the summer, no, it's I'll, I'll I you might not have heard my hint. It's not a it's not a calendar weather season it's a something event season Football. i'll give you i'll give you another so that's a good guess but it's fishing season you can't knit during fishing Why? season i don't What's know i don't reason? know the answer to any of these questions don't ask me all right but dave here's your next question we're going yep. down to north carolina in north carolina okay. what large animal may not be used to plow fields an elephant you're fucking right holy shit <laughs> That's the law, yep. What, other than the circus coming to town, how many elephants have ever been in North Carolina? <laughs> All right, oh, back. That's the North the North Carolina indigenous elephant. Back back to Chris. And in, in your home <laughs> state right now, here we go. Pennsylvania. Yeah. According to the law, fire hydrants must be checked before all what? Before you, you use them, but before you, before all, I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I have no idea. I'm actually going to give you the point for what you said because the law states all fire hydrants must be checked before all fires. Right. Which how that the fuck? Does, how the fuck does it? But when are you going to know when the fire is going to happen? It's oh going to happen. Okay. At, le- at least that one has. Pen- go Way to go, Pennsylvania. Thank yeah, well, you. Okay. All right. The, the, word, the wording was ridiculous on that, but that's okay. All right, Dave, you got a multiple choice here. You got one in. In Ohio, it's illegal to kill a fly with a. Oh, wait. Let me try that again. Because I almost threw you off with the phrasing. In Ohio, it's illegal to kill a fly with a newspaper, within 160 feet of a church, with aerosol pesticides. Aerosol pesticides at least makes sense. I'll say that. Nope, that's not right. Chris, you want to take a guess at the last two? I would say the church then. It is. 160 feet within a church. You cannot kill a fly in Ohio. Those are Jesus's flies. I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Okay, Chris, in Tennessee, it's illegal to do what while driving? Go to Tim's house. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, (laughs) I'm taking that answer. (laughs) It's got to be something like really obvious, like sleep. It is sleep. Jesus. It is sleep. And let me tell you, you guys are down to three more questions and you're tied four to four. Whoa. How are we tied? You didn't get any right. God damn it. You got four right. <laughs> yeah. He did? Yep. That's right. All right, Dave. In Utah, good old Utah, home of the Mormons and Latter day Saints, which has nothing to do with this law. In Utah, what has the right of way on all highways? Um, what has the right of way? Well, uh, uh, livestock. No, Chris. I was gonna say cow. That that's that's the same. Uh, yeah. What's the right of way? Um, how about like tractors or plows? Nope, it's birds. Oh. Birds. Yep. They don't use the road. They fucking fly. <laughs> I know. If it was livestock, Texas Longhorn would have been doing well in Quaker Town. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. Back to Chris. In West yeah. Virginia, it's illegal for chickens to do what before 8 a.m. and after 4 p.m.? I guess cockadoo do. Nope. Babe, you got to guess? Lay eggs. Yep. It's illegal for them to lay eggs before 8 a.m. and after 4 p.m. They have to keep keep their uteruses I, shut. I have no fucking Does idea the chickens do know this? I know, they, right? They yeah. Tell time. Oh, and then possibly my favorite on this list, Dave. You get to start off this one in Wyoming. It's illegal to tattoo a horse with what intention? You mean like brand like brand a why, horse? Yeah, why are you? T- if someone came up and, and and you're tattooing a horse and they said, "Why are you doing that?" What answer would they give that would be illegal? <laughs> um, to to name it, like to show everybody's name. No, Chris, you got a guess? Um, I do not. <laughs> the answer is to make it unrecognizable to its owner. <laughs> well, okay, by a fucking little brand. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Shave his mane or something, or or, or paint it a different color. <laughs> right, yeah, that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> so, so if you shaved it and tattooed stripes on it, making it look like a, a zebra. zebra, yes, that would be illegal. 
All right, so that's our weird laws. There's plenty more weird laws out there, but in that's this round, incredible. Dave won five to four. Good job on you both, fellas. That was that was a that was actually kind of fun. There was there was something that was just so freaking. They were so stupid. It's like I can't even make a question out of this because like it's like I don't even know how to word this. It's so fucking weird. I need Matt. You need to do a podcast on these <laughs> rules and every episode explain shit why it happened. Yeah, that would be actually cool. Oh, I, I have legal questions. That's a good idea. You just do state by state, like you. <laughs> I do have 50 alibis. And then start over. I did when I was doing trivia. I wrote some trivia questions on like horrible laws, and I know there is one in Pennsylvania that if you have more than I think five women living in a house, it's considered a harem, <laughs> at, and your house then is a whorehouse. Um. And you you can be evicted, yeah. like Jesus, like like seriously. <laughs> There's some good ones. Yeah. What if you have like like four daughters and and a wife? Is that five? Is that count? That's illegal. Uh, are you kidding me? Apparently, are you that. kidding me? Chris, you should investigate that. This is well. Guess what? Bitch, get out! Bitch, get out! Bitch, get out! <laughs> wow, that took a turn. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't shut this place down. Get out of here. Well, that Matt, was well I, done. That was well done. Yeah. Thank you. It, I, 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 Matt's no offense towards towards me, Dave, and Tim. Matt's are just they're really outside the galaxy. They're super like his are produced good. too. Yeah, his that's, are that's, so that's, good. Like I do one every ten episodes. You could never guess it. Nobody can fucking guess that one. No, I never even heard of it. This was the Pennsylvania no. law. I almost I had to pull this up again. This is the one I almost used, but I didn't know how to word it. And the law is you may not catch a fish by any other part. Oh wait, you may not catch a fish with any body part except the mouth. That's a big one. Yeah, I, I'd know. Yeah, oh, you like, would have known I that. Fished. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, you because because of what, and I've done this too. Um, if if you see fish like like you can see the fish, see the fish. Um, if you just put your hook on the other side of it and slowly bring it and s you can just quick snag it, you could like get a fish by its gill oh, or I like, see. Oh, or its okay. tail. So, so it's you part of your it. mouth. To <laughs> to get it you have to, they have to, they have to go after your bait on your hook and you have to catch gotcha. them by the mouth. Okay. Other, I don't know why that isn't considered cruel and barbaric, but the other thing is it's, it's a, it's a, it's out of respect for okay. the, at, for the animal. That was a conversation I didn't expect us to have. <laughs> that is a big one though. Like, <laughs> cause when you get your fishing license, they give you the guide. Nobody reads the guide, but I know that's in there. <laughs> there was a good one for Florida too. That said, I can't, I can't find it now. Um, oh, there it is in Florida. It's illegal to fish while driving across a bridge. And just the image of that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> He's While driving, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the worm is water skiing yeah. on the hook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's illegal it's to do similar. a lot of things in Florida. Yeah. Like, uh, well, we're not going to talk okay. about those laws right we're now. Not, not gonna, yeah. We won't. We won't get political. people write these 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 laws. It's funny. It's like it's it's these law. Every one of these were written because someone did something stupid. It's like that that Simpsons clip where there's a warning on TV and Homer goes, "Because of me, they have a warning." It's like it's someone <laughs> did something fucking stupid and they had to write a law to make sure it doesn't happen again. 
And some of them are so old, yeah. Nobody yeah. even knows that they're that they're laws. There's a blue law in Florida. It's still even in Orange County, which is arguably the most progressive county, which isn't saying much for Florida. There's still a blue law where they cannot sell beer before 10 a.m. on Sundays in in anywhere, liquor store, grocery store, anything. And they have signs, yeah. and they, you have to post a sign about it. So there's a big sign. You go into Publix, you go into Seven Eleven. There's a big sign by the beer saying beer will not be sold on Sundays before 10 a.m. Liquor laws is like another There's head scratcher. So many fucked up things left over from prohibition. It's ridiculous. Like I was, I'm watching this YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, which led to all this in the first place, I'm watching this YouTube channel. Fucking fantastic channel for anyone that's a home brewer that that is thinking going pro. The problem is it's in it's in Britain. It's called Four Priests uh, Brewing. That's the name of the um, uh, channel. It's about mm-hmm. this guy. He's a home brewer. He got a two and a half barrel system for free from a local brewery that was upgrading. So he got the the boil pot, the mash tun, and two fermenters. He bought them, put them in storage, and he just documented everything he went through from looking for a place to set it up to brew to selling beer. And he's now selling beer. It's it's like a side gig, but he's selling it to all these local places. He's having a great fucking time. But he did an episode all about the paperwork he had to do to legally do this. And I'm like, and he's complaining. I'm like, bitch, what you did to actually get to the point of producing and selling beer is less than what I had to do to consider declaring myself a brewery in planning in the United States. So don't complain about the amount of paperwork you just did. <laughs> yeah, it's messed up. Yep. And I, it and it shouldn't be because like no. when did when when did Jimmy Carter sign that in nineteen eighty four? I mean was, that was so long ago, and it's still like Jimmy Carter knew then that this was a good thing, and he's a hero to yeah brewers, and you still have to do the shit. It was like, oh I'm sorry seventy eight I was way off seventy eight but still yeah that's even longer ago even worse yeah. yeah. Yep. So stupid. The fact that I can't like make a five gallon beer and take it down to the local brewery and just have them serve it. I mean, I'd like to sell it at cost, but like, say their beers are, are six bucks a pop. Like, it costs me a, a dollar a pour. Like, do do three. Take your two for all the hard work in your staff and just give me a dollar to reimburse myself. I just want my beer to get out there. Nope. Do that. We're all everyone involved is going to fucking jail. It's ridiculous. Right. Now, you guys don't don't have to answer the answer this question, but you these are all about about law breaking. You guys ever break some laws? I'm reasonably sure every day. I I think Dave. Well, tell me, like, did you ever speed? You got a speed ticket or no? I've never got a speeding ticket. (laughs) And you never got a speeding ticket. I've never gotten a speeding ticket in my life. No, I've never gotten a. I've never gotten a ticket in my life other than like uh, I got like I got a parking ticket once or something. I mean, I've never had right. a moving violation. No, I've gotten speeding that, tickets. I've gotten red light tickets. I got a reckless driving ticket. I did fight that and win, so I guess it doesn't count anymore. Is the red light tickets when uh, when a camera takes a photo of it? It's Have a you? red light fine, so I don't know if it's a ticket. Yeah, it's exactly what you're saying. So I don't know because it's no, it's not any points or anything. Um, so I don't know if they count that as a ticket, but I've gotten fined for red light. It's like two hundred fucking dollars. It's insane. Jesus Christ! I, I guess I guess being tickets too back in the day. I, I haven't had one. Christ! I mean, I'm not going wood. 
I haven't had one in a, quite some time there. I got one when yeah. I got my new car, and that was quite a while ago because it was like so much smoother than my old car. I didn't realize I was going so fucking fast because it doesn't feel <laughs> like it was shaking itself apart. That's funny. Yeah, we're good boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We didn't. Not getting caught doesn't mean you didn't break the law. Yeah. Let's just point that out. <laughs> all right. We're. We're, we're we're slick boys. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Haven't caught me yet. Well, Matt, thank you. This was a great episode. Thanks, this was, this was... I, I'm glad you. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I I, yeah. I I really thought it'd be a fun one to just. It'd be one of those campfire stories where I could just get ridiculous with it and hopefully make you laugh. And you guys laughed. That's it. That was laughed. a great campfire. Exactly story. what I thought you would. So that's good. I'm I'm glad you Damn. liked it. I'm gonna go watch that footage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, actually that's a good point. It. It's really easy to find anyone, and and in fact, people probably stopped listening to us talking about beer and looked it up. But literally, type in Oregon exploding well on YouTube, and and <laughs> you take your pick because they're all the same copy and paste of the same damn footage. It's it's awesome. The when this episode drops, Matt, you have to because you know when it's, when it's going to come out. You got to. See what the views were of that on YouTube, and after the episode drops, <laughs> right? See if it spiked a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's yeah. First, the, the, I just typed it again, and you got the 50th anniversary remastered. Then you got the original. Then you got the 1995 retrospective that I talked about, and then you got that's uh, someone else that copy and pasted and just keeps going and going. Whole page. Oh, there's a Simpsons clip. It's on the same search page. Chances are your results will be the same. So there you go. Nice. Awesome. <clears throat> well, thank you, Matt, and thank you everyone out there listening to this, you know. Boom! This whale. This whale of an episode. Huh? Whale of a tail. <laughs> whale of a tail. And we'll see you next time. From our galaxy to yours, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy. Outside the Galaxy is a Neozaz.com production. For more great content and original productions, please visit Neozaz.com. Neozaz.com and Swick Presents Outside the Galaxy is proudly 100% listener supported. To learn how you can help support the work done by Neozaz.com and get access to exclusive content, please visit patreon.com slash Neozaz. To help support the show for free, please consider taking a couple minutes to leave a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you download this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you.